0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Great. Well, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be back together and to be starting a new masachet. We're starting the masachet of Turumot. The order, by the way, of the tot is normally in descending order of size. In other words, the ones with the most chapters come first in the order. So you'll, if you go through the order of Nashim, for example, you'll see that the uh, the tractates with more chapters come at the beginning, and then it sort of gradually goes down towards the end. And the same with Moed. This one is out of order, by the way. This one has got more chapters than the sh- the the the, 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 sh- the, sh- the sh- which we've just finished. And the Rambam says this is because after the sh- after the seventh year, the Teruma is the first offering that you bring and that's an interesting idea i'm not sure it really explains but we're certainly going from the seventh year to turuma and the turuma is the first donation from the harvest it's the first donation from the harvest to the priest and the sages already know this because this is specified in the mikra in the Chumash. So the Mishnah will never tell you this explicitly. It assumes you know it. But there are a um, th- th- there's a few things we should just understand from the Pesukim. One is that the amount of the donation is not clear, and as we get into through the Masachit of Turumot, we're going to need to establish what the quantity is. The sages already know from the Pesukim that if you're a priest, you can't eat teruma. And that's going to be a really important principle which will underlie how we treat trauma through the Masahed. In fact, there's a death penalty for misusing trauma. And the donation requires words and thought. You need to articulate, uh, you need to have an intention and you need to articulate that. And the requirement for thought and words motivates. The first three Mishnayot in the Masechet, which are all about who can give t'ruma. So, if you like, we already know we have to give t'ruma. We're gonna. We already know that it has to be given to the priest and kept away from other people. We're gonna discuss who is eligible to give t'ruma. I put up a new source sheet, by the way. I've put the links up on the on the chat, so you should be able to find it. But if not i'll keep on putting the links really on on um, both on the online recordings and um, uh, on on whatsapp so let's start at the beginning the uh, let's start with sukim just to understand what it is that the sages already know they expect us to know when we go into these when we get when we go into when we go into the masachem so I mean Truma's found in a number of places in Humash, but the best one is probably in Devarim. Raishit Ganachati roshchavit Havitzarecha, the first um, of your grain, your wine, and your oil, you shall you shall give him. You shall give him the first of Raishitaganha ganachati roshchavit Vere Shit and the first shearing of your sheep you shall give him and that is to the Kohen and Rashi there says this refers to Teruma and he's getting this from uh, he's getting this from the Midrash but the Midrash essentially says look, this Pasuk refers to Teruma and Rashi goes on to say that we don't have a minimum quantity but the rabbis fixed a measure A generous person gives a fortieth, a stingy person a sixtieth, an average person a fiftieth, and that comes from. We'll learn. We'll look at the Talmud Yerushalmi when we get into the fourth chapter, and we'll learn this. Then in VaYikra, this is in the parsha of Emor, Veholzar lo yochal kodesh. A stranger can't eat kodesh, can't eat holy things, nor can a um, a, a tenant or a hired laborer and Rashi again says The text is talking about truma a stranger can't eat truma And then one more pasuk. This is from Devarim and the the pasukim around here in Devarim This is in the parsha of Korach interestingly after the rebellion of Korach the 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 the, mitzv, the After any crisis in the um, Shemot and Bemidbar, there's always a mitzvah, which is given to the people of Israel. And after the rebellion of Korach, we'll come to this in our annual cycle in a couple of weeks. After the rebellion of Korach, the mitzvah of Truma is given. And the P'sukim say, V'nechshav lachem turumatachem, your Truma will be thought of like the grain from the threshing floor and the flow from the wine vat and there's a midrash there that says this should be thought of this is the primary truma we'll learn later there's a sequence of trumot there's truma there's maser there's um, truma from there's maser from the truma we'll learn a sequence of trumot. this is the primary truma and the text juxtaposes the two the um, threshing four on the wine vat in order to show that they both require speech and intent. So we need speech and intent and so the Mishnah then begins Chamisha lo there are five categories of people who cannot give truma and if they tried to give truma their truma is not truma it doesn't just doesn't do anything. And These are a deaf-mute and imbecile. These are people with limited capacity a deaf-mute and imbecile a minor Someone who gives truma from something which does not belong to him And a non-Jew a non-Jew isn't part of the mitzvah Of truma, so even if he's appointed as an agent by a Jew He can't give truma. You have to be part of the mitzvah in order to be to fulfill the mitzvah even as an agent so that's the first point of the first mishnah and then the mishnah goes into more details <laughs> usually a cheresh, a, a, a deaf mute who speaks but can't hear may not give trumah, but if he does his trumah is trumah is valid and the mishnah actually goes on to specify that you know when the sages normally use the word cheresh, someone who's deaf mute they're normally talking about someone who doesn't speak and doesn't hear and in the time of the sages this refers to someone who was who couldn't hear from birth so was unable to understand and I I I think today the question of mental capacity in Mitzvot is is slightly different from the the question as it was in the time of the sages but in the time of the sages if you were born deaf you couldn't speak and you can't communicate and there's a there's a lack of mental capacity there which at the time of the sages invalidated the giving of truma and then Rabbi Yehuda has a has a challenge we learned in the first Mishnah that a minor someone who's not of age can't give truma and Rabbi Yehuda actually disagrees Rabbi Yehuda says no 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 truma taught truma his truma is valid and Rabbi Yossi comes back and says if he's come to the age where he can make a vow and take responsibility for it in other words he can be punished for making a vow if he's come to that age his truma if he If he has not come to this age, his truma is not truma. It's poetic. If he has not come to the age of of being liable for vows, his truma is not truma. But if he has arrived at this age, his truma is truma. And Rabbi Yossi here is talking, and the halakha, by the way, talks about not the age of majority, but a year before. So for a boy, their vows become valid at 12 and for a girl at 11. And the halakha, by the way, goes according to Rabbi Yossi. So minors can give truma a year before the age of majority. Because that's the point where they seem to carry, if you like, a verbal responsibility. We need to be able, you know, giving truma is like making a vow. You need to be able to say something with intent. That is a quick introduction to the first three mishnayot of terumot, and the whole of the Masachid of Trumot. will cover more Pesukim and, of course, more concepts as we go through. But look, I've had more than, just a little bit more than my 10 minutes. So now I'll stop and pause and uh, we'll learn more tomorrow, of course. And I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.